Well, good morning to you. Um, my name is Clive Case. I'm part of the leadership team here at Forest Town Church uh, with the specific role of playing the part of mission coordinator for the church. Over the last weeks, uh, our sermons have been unpacking the, the mission vision for the church and speakers have spoken about the tagline that our church has, which is rooted in Christ, planted in family, and fruitful in life. And the sermons have, have encouraged us to understand that our faith is rooted in Christ alone, not in people, not in formalities, not in structures and religions, but in Jesus Christ, and that it's to him that we owe our allegiance and, and, and from him that we draw our power and our strength. And then there were sermons concerning being planted in family and talking about the value of being part of the church body and, and bringing your skills and your giftings and your talents, but also drawing and being nurtured from the life of other people in the church. Last week, Helen started talking to us about being fruitful in life, and she spoke about legacy and what we leave behind us and, and how we can serve Christ in that way. Today, because of my particular interest in the mission activities of the church, I'm going to be continuing with that particular topic of being fruitful in life and looking at the mission activities of the, of the, the church that we're part of and how you can be involved. A few months ago, when I, I took over as mission coordinator, I sat down with Anton Helen one day and we spent a day talking through what our church wished to achieve in terms of reaching out and mission and how we were going to do that. And we talked about the fact that in being fruitful in life, we believed that our church could be helpful in evangelism and church planting to reach people who don't know Jesus Christ and to help people to establish churches and plant churches or to plant churches ourselves. We spoke about the fact that we wanted to be part of social outreach and support, that the church needed to reach out materially as well and to help people to be uplifted and freed from bondage or from poverty and from suffering. And we also spoke about the fact that we would like to be involved in apostolic support and equipping other churches and other ministries. In other words, using the assets that God has given us, both in terms of people's skills and gifting, but also in terms of the facilities we have and whatever finances we have to also reach out and support other ministries and play a role in seeing them grow in their lives. And we looked at scripture when Jesus was about to go back to heaven, when he was in the point of preparing his apostles and his disciples to continue the work that he'd begun, he spoke to them, and in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, he makes this reference to this phrase, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And he's talking, well, I'd, I'd like to stop for a moment and just talk about what a witness is, because that's what we challenge to be. I, I heard a sermon many years ago which really hit me in the heart, because the person said, we call to be witnesses. There's some things we're not called to be that we sometimes think that we are. Some Christians think that they're called to be God's bodyguards, that our life should be made up by fighting against anybody who doesn't agree with us, who doesn't agree with what we say, being aggressive, um, standing up for God. Um, I'd like to say to you that God's really big and he's really strong and he can stand up for himself and we haven't called to be God's bodyguards. Sometimes we think we're called to be God's lawyers that our job is to argue his case for him, to present skillful arguments to, you know, I, I spent some time watching the, the, the case in the American Senate where they were uh, speaking to the impeachment of, of um, Donald Trump and people were arguing to get the upper hand 
in the point that they wanted to make. And sometimes people think that in reaching out, our job is to go and convince the world and to argue the world into submission about the truth of Jesus Christ. We're not called to do that either. We're called to be witnesses. And what a witness does is they tell people what they have experienced and what they have seen and what they have heard. And we are called to be witnesses, the scripture says, in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, at the ends of the earth. When Jesus was talking to his disciples, them that you will start close by with those that are close to you in this town where you are but then eventually you will begin to reach out and you're called to reach out to your area to your region to your country and to the ends of the earth that this truth which they had and which they enjoyed was meant to be shared if you look at the early church in the acts the acts church as we call it sometimes in in scriptures and acts you'll find it was a wonderful church to be part of it talks about how people shared what they had with each other, how they shared the material uh, goods. Those that had a coat gave to those who didn't have a coat. Those that had homes gave to those who didn't have homes. That they prayed together, that they shared meals together, that they broke bread together. It was wonderful. It was very encouraging. And that church grew in the thousands over a short space of time. But they didn't then just hunker down and say, right, this is where we'll stay. Eventually persecution broke out and they were forced to spread. And as they spread, they took the word of God with them. The word of God was never intended just to stay in Jerusalem. And by God's grace, because they went out and because they shared what God had given them, you and I, 2,000 years ago, 2,000 years later, I beg your pardon, have heard this message of salvation, are able to, to be changed by Christ because they reached out, because they witnesses and when they went out they were witnesses they were able to say this is what Christ has done in my life and this is what he said and that's something that all of us can buy into we all have a role of taking out to the world what Christ has done in our life our personal testimony and what he has said what his word says now I'm going to touch on two aspects this morning and I hope get, I get my time management right but I'd, I'd like us to just have a look at what the organized side of mission is in our church, the organizations and the activities which we have organized in the church. But I want to spend some time also saying to you at the end that there is a place for your personal mission, for your personal witness and testimony. I'm going to share with you over the next little while some of the organizations that we partner with and some of the things that we do as a church. And we would love you to be part of that as part of our church family, to support that in ways that we will, I'll share with you as we go along. But I would like to encourage you, and when I preach, I always like to encourage, and I hope that when you see what's going on, you'll be encouraged. But I also like to challenge. And the challenge I have for you is not to say, I belong to Forest Town Church. Forest Town Church has a missionary working in Romania. I've done my bit. I'd like you to say, I'm part of that. I rejoice in being part of that. But I have a neighbor who doesn't know Jesus. I have a work colleague who might one day... Give me the opportunity to share God's word and to say to yourself, I need to be ready for that. I need to be ready to be a witness. So what I'd like to do just over the next few minutes is have a look at some of the places that we part or the organizations that we partner with and that we fellowship with to reach out in our own area and going further abroad. And I'd like to start by saying that locally, there's an awful lot done just in being a church in which we nurture, raise up, equip and grow people who can share the body of Christ or share the gospel of Jesus Christ with people who don't know. Our activities start here in terms of this being a place where we can come and at the moment 
we're not able to come, but very soon we will be, to come together, to have fellowship with one another, to be encouraged, to be equipped, to be able to ask our questions, to be able to bring our concerns, and to be made ready to go forward. And within the church structure, there is provision for us to be taught as families and raised in, in our understanding as families, but also, also there is our kids' zone work, which Rachel carries out with her team, to help our little ones to be grounded and, and ready to be fruitful in, in, amongst their friends even. The older youngsters are, are have the opportunity to be part of Fuse with Becky and her team. So we start with the activities here, but we also want to reach outside of this building. A friend of mine shared with me that the church that he was leading at one stage had a banner over the door as you went out. It had it on the inside as you were leaving the church, and it said, you are now entering an area of ministry. And we want to have a church that thinks that way. We come in here to be energized and to be encouraged, and then we leave to take the word with us. But we also work with organizations. When we sat and said that we wanted to, to, to work in terms of evangelism and church planting and social upliftment, and also in terms of apostolic support, we said that it was within our, our vision and our mission as Forest Town Church to say that if there were existing organizations doing what we wanted to support, that we would put our strength alongside them and we would appreciate them. There doesn't seem to be a point if you have a successful organization achieving a particular thing to go and start one identical to it right next door to it. And rather we can put our efforts and our support and our love into supporting organizations that are already working and ministries that are already working in our area. And so I'd like to mention some that we are partnered with as friends. And our, our partnership sometimes takes the form of, of sharing our facilities. Sometimes it takes the form of some sort of financial support. Sometimes it takes the form of fellowship and encouragement and volunteering from within our church community. So the first organization I'd like to mention that we are partnered with is an organization called STEP. STEP works into schools in St. Albans and Harpenden. And over the years, under the directorship of, of Chris Birch Evans, they have gained the trust of the schools in this area to the extent that they are welcomed into these schools to conduct religious studies classes. They're welcomed into the schools to uh, take part in assemblies, to help with the Christian unions. And they also run classes outside and groups and clubs outside um, of the schoolroom. Um, I had an email a while ago from Chris just saying, just we asked how they were doing and how things were going. And like everybody, they are being challenged by the lockdown that we're in. It does curtail their abilities to do what they're doing. And they've had to go online, as so many have now. I'm a teacher, and I've been having to teach online over the last while. And although it's better than nothing, and our pupils are getting taught, there's nothing like the face-to-face -face connection that you have. And so Chris shared that they are, they are missing that face-to-face uh, connection they had and they're also missing the regular they were meeting regularly with up to 300 young people in outside of school clubs and that's obviously had to be curtailed over the last while but they are going ahead with projects one of them being something they call the I Matter Journal which deals with uh, issues of, of mental health uh, and tries to encourage young people from a gospel point of view as to how to deal with those issues and we've been able to to uh, gift into that project as a church over the last while so they are going ahead uh, we also uh, fellowship with them because they have offices here at our Forest Town building. And we just share in love and appreciation for what they do. Another organization working with young people in our area uh, is Young Life. And Young Life is led by Mike Hunter, who's a member of our church. And a number of our church family are part of Young Life and work with them. 
I'd like to give you their um, website address because they have a video on the, the front page of their website which is very concise in telling you about the activities. So if you want to look them up, they're capital Y, capital L, international in lowercase, dot org. So yl-international.org. But if you look at that video, they'll say some interesting things. They say to reach young people, they go where they are. Then they talk about earning the right to speak into these young people's lives by connecting with them and showing concern and love for them. And then they bring them into clubs, camps, discipleship groups. And one of the exciting things to say about Young Life is Mike's been talking to us recently and they're looking to appoint a new member of their staff, somebody to come on board and work in an area that will cover St. Albans, which is not currently under their area of influence. And they'll be working alongside STEP and some of the other youth organizations in the area. And we've been able to offer some support to that project as well as the church. And we love the fact that we fellowship with Mike on a regular basis. Sometimes they've used our facilities here and we love being part of what they're doing. Another area where we have a fellowship and, and support relationship is with the University of Hertfordshire's Christian Union and specifically with the worker that's working with them at the moment. Over the years, we've had a great relationship with the university and have been blessed to have some of their leadership as part of our church, Chris and Andrews, Familiar faces to us have been very involved in their Christian union. But right now, I'm going to ask the guys to play us a video from Naomi Holland, who's working with them, and she's going to share a bit of the work that she does. And she's one of the people that the church also supports in her ministry. Hello, church. Hope you're all doing well. Um, my name's Naomi, for those who don't know me. Um, you might have seen me doing worship at the front, or I did some of the devotions online during the first lockdown. Um, I've been a part of Forest Town um, since September 2019. Um, and as a mission partner, as part of my work, um, partnering with the church, um, I would just love to give you some updates on what I've been up to in my work, but also just tell you a bit about what I do. Um, so I work for a charity called UCCF, um, and we work with CUs, which are Christian unions across the UK. Christian unions, are societies on campus led by students um, that are missional societies. Um, all of the CEUs across the UK have a vision to give every student the opportunity to hear and respond to the gospel of Jesus Christ. So my job is called a staff worker. There's about 80 of us across the UK. Um, and we work with specific universities to help facilitate these students in their mission, um, to give them one-to-ones, support them in their work, um, so I work with the University of Hertfordshire, so just down the road, um, Brunel University and also the Luton campus of the University of Bedfordshire. Um, obviously for everyone, uh, coronavirus has kind of flipped our worlds upside down and that's been the same for our ministry. Normally uh, the Christian unions meet in person, uh, we have weekly events, um, times to be equipped for mission. Um, and more importantly, um, the way that we do our evangelism has completely changed. Um, normally, a CU would run on-campus events um, with the aim of outreach to share the gospel with their friends. Um, and public evangelism like this has become near impossible to some extent um, with everything going online. It's really hard to engage people we don't know with the gospel um, because we're not able to connect with them face to face. But a positive from this is that the students have been really intentional with personal evangelism, engaging their friends, people they already know, with the gospel. 
we've heard some incredible stories and there's there's too many to share in such a short time. Um, but really amazing stories of people being bold in their faith, being bold in evangelism, students stepping up and sharing their faith with their friends. Despite coronavirus, people have been looking for community in different ways, um, which has meant that the CEs have actually grown this year, which we really weren't expecting. Hertfordshire have about 60 active members and Brunel have actually tripled in size since last year, which is incredible, um, with about 40 active members this year. Um, it's just been so good to see God's provision and God's grace in this time. And the students have been really encouraged by this. Obviously, the students are, are still facing a lot of difficulties and challenges. So please do be praying for them and um, be praying for me as I kind of um, look after them and steward them through this time. Pray for us as a, as a staff team that we can be really intentional um, with our students and checking in on them and um, supporting them. But ultimately, we pray for the CEs um, that their friends um, will come to know Christ. That is the aim. We want people to hear and respond to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Um, so please do be praying for that. In the next couple of weeks, we have something called Missions Weeks, um, where we put on lots of events all in one go, answering really big questions that their friends are asking them. Um, we put on things like quiz nights uh, and all sorts of other fun games nights um, to engage our friends, to invite them into our community, but also have short talks to answer these questions. So please do be praying for them over the next month or so. But I would love to invite you if you want to know more about my work, if you want to hear some more stories from students or other things that are going on or news about UCCF in general, would love to invite you to receive my prayer letter. I send these out fairly regularly. Um, you can just find my personal email on Church Suite if you would like to get in contact. Um, my full name is Naomi Hollands. Would love to contact you. Would love to hear from you and send you my newsletter. Um, it would be a really great way to partner with you in this way. Um, but finally, just for me, just to say thank you to the church for partnering with me in this mission. Um, the students really appreciate it. I really appreciate it. Um, and it's just such a joy to partner with you in this way. Um, and I look forward to sharing more stories of how good God has been uh, and how he is bringing his king kingdom to campuses across the UK. Thanks very much. Well, thank you, Naomi, for letting us know what's going on with the university and the work that you're doing. And we pray that God will bless you in doing that. In our conversation about how the church can be a blessing to to the rest of the, of, of the world and of our own region and how we can share what we have. One of the things we talked about was apostolic support, supporting church plants and growing churches in a way that helps them to build up their own leadership. And that is taking place in our model if we talk about Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria, reaching out the next step into the UK. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Forest Town has had an opportunity over the last years to get alongside some churches that are in their growth stage and are developing specifically a church in Brighton and one in St. Austell. And I'd like to stop for a moment and just say that we have a wonderful asset in our church, and I'm going to embarrass them, but in Anton Helen, we have a team who have enormous experience in church leadership, both in planting churches, establishing them, building them up, but also they have supported church leaders around the world, to be honest. Uh, I'm always surprised by the size of the network of people that they are involved with and, and people who have planted churches out of the same background that they have. And they've been able to work alongside these churches, bringing their experience and their encouragement into, into the lives, in some cases taking teams to 
um, share with the, the, the folk in those churches. And this is something which we are open to continue doing where we hear of a church that might need some support, whether it's in sharing skills or just getting alongside and loving people and praying for them. It's something which Forest Town Church is committed to doing. If we take our step further into the Samaria of the world, is for us, our, our region into Europe, we're active in two places in Europe or in, with two organizations. First of all, we are part of something called the Activate Network. Activate was started and is um, guided by Wayne and Renee Neuper, who are based in Dresden in Germany. And it's a wonderful family of churches. Uh, the principle is that people join together to share what they have and to be supported by one another. So those that have, in terms of an abundance of skills and experience, will share with those that might be starting their ministry, starting a plant somewhere, or itinerant in their ministries. And it's, it's a wonderful family kind of environment. I've been along to several conferences by this time, and I'm going to be more involved, hopefully, as we go forward. But it's very much empowering and supporting rather than trying to dominate the churches that are part of the network. It's about those that are established and have some experience getting alongside that those are, who are starting out who might have gone through a crisis and need some leadership. And Activate reaches into many areas. There's active work taking place in the Ukraine, in Bulgaria, in Scandinavia, in Germany, even a church joining now in Scotland quite recently. Um, Anton Helen have for some time been involved in the apostolic team uh, of Activate Network, and they've been going and teaching and preaching at churches around the world. Um, I'm looking forward to joining that sometime in the near future. Myself and Sandra will be going for some training in June if we can travel or be getting it on Zoom. Um, but teams have gone along as well. Helen has taken some of our young people along to prophetic conferences. And the idea is that we will take folk from this church who have something to share and introduce them to people who can benefit from that. Some of the churches that are being mentored have little in terms of resources or in terms of experience and whatever can be done in terms of sharing and, and, and bringing experience in is appreciated. Um, a very encouraging ministry that Wayne and Renee lead and some a group of people that we can pray for and support in every way that we can. Um, we also have a missionary in Romania. Andy Warsop left this church to go into mission in Romania. He has subsequently settled there. He's married a Romanian lady. Um, and Currently, when I last communicated with Andy, just asked him to give me an update about what's going on and how they're dealing with the COVID crisis. Um, Andy is running a, a mission Bible school at the moment. He's the principal and administrator of the school. He also does a lot of the teaching. He writes some of the courses. Um, they are grounding people in their faith in Romania, but also are sending people out from there, and some of their students are already in the mission field. Um, we support Andy uh, as a regular sending church with his, his cost monthly basis. Um, Ant has been out on several occasions to go and see him, and we're looking forward to an opportunity to take people from the church to go and support and encourage Andy and Anka in Romania as they continue in what they're doing and encourage them to, to grow their ministry. It gets quite lonely sometimes, and one of the things I'll talk about as, as to what you can do is we'd love to have some people who are constantly praying for these missions that we're partnered to, and also people who are communicating with them and encouraging them as they go forward. If we go even wider in our picture to the ends of the earth, we have three mission partners that we're working with in Southeast Asia. Um, let's start with Daughters of Cambodia. Daughters of Cambodia is a, a ministry which has now been going for 14 years in Phnom Penh in Cambodia. It started by a lady called Ruth Elliott, and it deals with 
inter intervening in the trade in humans that takes place in the sex trade in Cambodia. Those of you who have been on teams with us to Cambodia and have spent time in Phnom Penh are probably able to look back to what we see when we go there. The number of young women who are working on the streets and are being preyed upon by largely uh, foreigners coming in to Phnom Penh with the specific purpose of involving themselves in, in um, buying the services of young women. Um, and in a country that is racked with poverty like Cambodia, is, it's very difficult for young girls to find a way to make a living. There is a temptation to go into what can be quite a lucrative trade. And in some cases, they have no choice. They're sold into it by their families when they're young. Ruth has started a wonderful ministry which, uh, when she started in Cambodia, she worked with a charity which would work with the police and they would forcefully intervene uh, and women would be arrested and taken out. And they found that they just went back into what they'd been doing because that was what they knew. Ruth started this ministry 14 years ago in which she went and spoke to the young girls on the street. She very bravely went into some of the brothels and spoke to them there and said, we are here if you need us. We're not going to prosecute you. We're not going to, to hunt you down. We are creating an environment in which you can come to us if you want help. And when young ladies come to them, they train them up in other uh, skills that they might have. They have businesses that they run, coffee shops, beautician shops. They make crafts. And they give them an opportunity over a two-year period to be established and to be able to stand on their own two feet and choose not to go back to the sex trade. It's an amazing, amazing ministry that's taken hundreds of young ladies off the street. I had an update from Ruth recently. They have also been curtailed in terms of what they've been able to do by... Um, what's happened with lockdown, but they are functioning. They've had to close some of their businesses, but they have had good support um, from sales of, of things. We also have people selling their, their articles here when we're together. Uh, Mark and Mari have a store quite often selling crafts, which Daughters of Cambodia uh, make and send to us. Um, but we've also taken teams out to meet with the people there to involve themselves in the church that also runs alongside the, the street ministry. Um, and Ruth has just shared some testimonies of people coming off the streets as sex workers and now landing up leading women's meetings in their church, being trained as intercessors. But there's still great challenges. During the flooding, uh, Daughters of Cambodia helped some of the people to move out of, of uh, slums where the flooding was very bad, where people were living in houses with raw sewage flowing in and out and snakes being carried by the tide of, of water that came in into their homes. And so, <clears throat> excuse me, so they've moved them from places of physical danger because of a natural disaster. But she also shared with me in the last update about a woman that they've moved out of her home because she was being attacked. Uh, somebody dressed as a policeman who may or may not have been a policeman came into her home, assaulted her sexually, took her money, took her phone, and then said he was coming back. Um, her neighbors hid her the next day. He did come back with more people in uniform and a substantive come back with people in army uniforms as well. And daughters have been able to relocate her into some other accommodation. And we, we see them working not just in terms of sharing the gospel, but actually physically helping young people that are in danger and people that are being placed under the kind of, of stresses that we don't really know in the world that we live in here. And so we're very grateful for the work, uh, for the work of daughters. We support them by 
being part of selling their, their, their trade goods here, but also where we have the opportunity, we, just, we uh, provide material support for them. And as I've said, we've had teams that have gone out to Cambodia who amongst the other things that we've done there have gone along and spent some time with daughters. And it is our intention in the future when we can travel again to have some teams specifically going to work with daughters in Phnom Penh, I beg your pardon. <clears throat> Also working in Southeast Asia and partnering with our church are Tony and Linda Thompson. Uh, sorry, Johnson, I beg your pardon. Tony and Linda Johnson. Tony and Linda have been in India for more than 20 years. And they have a pattern of establishing a church, planting a church, building it up, strengthening it, and then handing it over to local leadership and then moving on. Uh, they've done this several times. And they currently find themselves in Northeast India in the province of Nagaland, uh, in the city of Dimapur, where they've started a church called the Bridge Church and are busy growing that. Along with doing that, they've always run other ministries on the side because they're that kind of people that where they see a need, they step in. And one of the needs they've identified in Dimapur is the need for young people to be mentored. There's quite a lot of drug use in the area. They're working to help rehabilitate drug addicts. Um, but they also run something called Core Team which is a mentoring program where for a period of three months, a group of young people will come out from what they're doing normally and spend their days together with Tony and Linda. Um, they eat together, they pray together, they worship together, and they get taught together, both in, both in terms of Bible study, but Tony also brings in entrepreneurs and business people to influence and mentor these young people. Uh, Ant and I have had the privilege of being part of the teaching team on a core team, and we're looking forward to going back once we can. And we've been able to support uh, Tony and Linda by helping them with the, the cost of their accommodation and their premises. And also, uh, we've supported the current core team financially, which is going to be taking place in March, starting in March. A wonderful ministry, and one also in which we'll be taking teams in the future, and you might have an opportunity to come along with us. And then finally, um, we work alongside Buna Yin, who's a church planter in Cambodia. We take teams out on a regular basis to teach and preach amongst the churches that he's planted, over 20 churches in provinces. And we also work with social upliftment and helping with material needs there. We've taken teams out, people have seen the need, and after the last team went out, three houses were built for people who were destitute and had no place to stay. And since the flooding, we went to the church community, we spoke to you, and Money flooded in, thank you for that. And we're about to start, I think, the third house that we've been able to finance. Um, we have wonderful opportunities to go and teach and share the Word of God directly with teams in Cambodia. Now that brings me to the important question, and I hope my time has been managed properly. I, I'm a little bit over time, but Anne said I can run over, so I, I will carry on. Where do you fit in? What's this got to do with you? Well, let's start with the organized uh, ministries that I've spoken about. Now, what can you do? First of all, you can be aware and you can pray. And one of the things which I will be doing over the next month is making sure that there's regular information coming through to you about the activities of these ministries that we stand alongside and we partner with. And we will let you know if there are crises which you can pray into, but also ask you to pray on a regular basis. And we'll be asking people to actually say, I'm volunteering to pray for this ministry. I'm volunteering to, to pray for Buna or for Daughters of Cambodia on a regular basis. You could possibly join a team that's traveling. And I would say to you that going on a short-term mission is often something which opens people's eyes up in a way that 
just talking about them can't do. Come with us to Cambodia. Come and see what's happening in the provinces. Come and see what God is doing. Travel with us to India or to Romania or to Bulgaria and see what God is doing and see what you can do. If you are able to share your witness, your testimony of what God has done in your life and what you know his word means in your life, you can make a difference. And so we will be creating opportunities for you to travel with us and to maybe travel down to a church in St. Austell and, 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 and share with the young people there or share your skills. Um, although we don't want our missions wherever they are to be seen just as here we come we're going to give you money finances do play an important role when you travel to a place like Cambodia and you see the enormous impact that 20 pounds can make it's difficult to not want to give more and to want to provide housing and so forth and so you can help us when there are appeals to support our mission outreach we've been in the last uh, couple of weeks now we've sat down and we've dispersed I think about 8,000 pounds into these different uh, ministries just to support things that they're doing at the moment. And that's been because you've been generous and that's come into our mission outreach funds. But I want to stop just for a, a little while and talk about the important thing that you can do, and that is be part of our mission outreach in your own personal witness. I'm going to tell you a sad story which has motivated me. I was an, a long time ago in a church not here. I was sitting as a, a, a home group leader amongst a group of home group leaders when this conversation took place and it broke my heart. Somebody said, you know what happened? I was at work today and somebody came to me and said, you're a Christian, tell me about Jesus. I mean, how many times do you get an opportunity like that? And everybody said, and what did you do? He said, well, I told them that we have a visiting speaker in three weeks time and they should come to our church. And my heart broke. Because to my knowledge, that person never came to a church meeting. There was an opportunity there and then to share the love of Jesus, but the person being spoken to didn't have the confidence to do that. And I want to encourage you, we need to be ready for those opportunities when they come. We need to be ready to speak to our neighbor, to another parent standing on the sideline during a football match, to somebody in our work environment when those opportunities present themselves, because we call to be witnesses. And I want to encourage you, if you have a testimony, no matter how simple it is, of what God has done in your life, you can share that. You don't have to wait for a visiting speaker at the church. You don't have to wait for an Alpha course. And one of the things that we want to do is encourage our staff to become contagious with the gospel of Jesus Christ. We've seen how a virus can spread. I saw a diagram the other day in a newspaper that the, all the coronavirus in the world at the moment, in terms of its size, doesn't fill half a Coketon. And yet it's laid the world to waste. And it spreads wherever people come into contact with one another. It wants to cross over and, and, and share itself. We need to be contagious with the gospel of Jesus Christ. When we come into contact with people, we need to be people that change the, the world that we're in. And we would love you as our church family to feel that this is something that you are comfortable with doing. We're not asking everybody to take a soapbox, put it on the street corner and stand there preaching to people on a Saturday morning. We're saying, are you ready when the door opens to share your testimony? Are you ready to share the love of God? And I'd just like to say to that end, we're running a little workshop this Thursday, coming Thursday at eight o'clock to nine o'clock. It's on Church Suite. The adverts have gone out. You can sign up. And we're just going to talk about very basic aspects of sharing the gospel, some scriptures and some encouragements just so, you know, I carry uh, in my car a little 
packet that has a face mask in for CPR, that you can put something over someone's face when you administer CPR. It's not a defibrillator. It's not an EpiPen. It's not surgical equipment. It's just a little thing that I can do something at that time. And what we're going to try and do on Thursday evening is not give you a theological course, but give you a little practical first aid kit that you can stick in your pocket and say, if somebody says to me, what must I do to be saved? That you can say, I know. And very simply share that gospel that you won't have to say, oh, well, we're having a visiting speaker in three weeks' time. You can come to our church. That person might never do that. And so we want you to be part of what the church is doing in an organized fashion, the ministries I've mentioned this morning. We want you to feel part of that and support that every way you can and get involved every way you can. But we also want you to say, I am contagious with the gospel of Jesus Christ. I am an outreach person wherever I am. And I may not be very confident, I may not be very eloquent, but if the door opens, I will have something that I can say by the grace of God and through the power of the Holy Spirit to change people's lives. I hope that that has encouraged you this morning, and I hope that that has challenged you this morning. And I look forward to seeing as many of you as, as choose to join us on Thursday evening as we share some encouragement. Um, we're going to have uh, the worship team lead us in another song of worship, but I just want to pray before they do that. Father, I want to thank you that we have something to share. I want to thank you for the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ, that we are saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ, not of our works, but because of your love and your compassion and your grace. Lord, I'm so grateful, and I want as many people as possible to be able to have that same assurance in their hearts. And so we thank you for doors that you have opened and for doors that you will open, for opportunities that we have already been given. And we pray that you help us to utilize those really well, but also for opportunities that will occur, whether they be major opportunities to travel somewhere and preach, but also chances to speak to our neighbor or someone on the tube or someone that we meet on the sideline as we're watching our children play sport. Lord, will you move by your Holy Spirit in our hearts and challenge us and encourage us and equip us to be contagious, to be infectious with Jesus Christ and the good news. We ask that in Jesus' name. Amen.